0: the latter-day lives podcast is not owned or operated by the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints any opinions expressed or implied in this recording are solely those of the host and guests and not of any specific organization unless otherwise stated hello friends welcome to episode number 63 of the latter-day lives podcast my name is sean rapier i am your host and thank you so much for listening again this week. What a fun show we've got coming up. A couple of things before we jump into the conversation this week. I got a fantastic letter from one of our listeners this week. Now, I didn't ask permission to share her name, so I won't. But the letter basically said that she's a big fan of the show. She really enjoys it. But we seem to have a lot of male guests and not enough female guests on the show I wrote her back and said, I could not agree more. We are trying to get more female guests on the show. We want to have more women interviewed on the show. A couple of things to explain. first of all, I am a man. my circle of friends are primarily male, and so it 's much easier for me to reach out to uh, you know other men that I know and to ask them to come onto the show. I have had it in the past a couple of times where i 've reached out to women and And uh, they don't know who I am. They didn't know the show. And and so, you know, I either get a no thank you or uh, more often than not, I get no response. But part of why I'm sharing this is some of you have shared names of women who you know, who would be great guests. If you know a woman that would be a great guest on the show please send it over to me. It's Sean at com. That's S-H-A-W-N at com. Now, what would help me the most is if you would reach out to that person, you know, and give me a warm introduction. Just say, Hey, I listen to this podcast. They have thousands of listeners all around the world. And, you'd be a really great guest. That would help me out. But thank you so much to all of you who reach out and the letters we get. And just know that we are working on it. We have uh, two interviews lined up with the most incredible women. You will love their stories. And I promise we will get better in that regard. Okay, uh, let's get on to this week's conversation. What a fantastic guest I have. I got to tell you, Parker Jacobs might be the single most talented person I've ever met. He has a mind that is so creative, and he's behind some of the greatest projects. I'm not going to spoil it up uh, in advance. He'll tell you all about it. But on top of everything else, Parker is just an amazing guy. I got to tell you, I wasn't going to say this, but I think we allude to it a couple times in the interview. For the first time in 63 episodes, first time ever, we had to do an interview twice. Yes, Uh, Parker was kind enough to have me into his home in Orange County, California, and I just loved his family. He's got an amazing wife and incredible kids, and we had so much fun. We recorded, and I used a different recording setup than I was used to and thought we were doing well, and I got home and was devastated. The audio was blown out, and it kept peaking and distorting, and it sounded terrible, and I was near tears because it was such a great interview. Ashamed, and, well, first of all, I tried to fix it. I called Nicoletti. I did everything I could. Please, how can I fix this? There was no fixing it. Embarrassed and ashamed, I texted Parker and told him and said, I'm going to be out in Orange County again next week. I hate to even ask, but could I possibly come over and he could not have been more gracious. He said, Absolutely. Now, I insisted on bringing pizza for the family. So we had a little pizza party first. And then we sat down and we did the interview a second time. And I think we even got a better interview. But Parker was so, Parker and his whole family were just so cool about it. And that's kind of who he is. I just get that sense. He's just a good all around dude who happens to be super brilliant. So super excited for this conversation and can't wait for you to hear it. And this week in my Latter-day life, I'm going to tell you about a vacation that went horribly wrong that has turned into one of the biggest blessings in my life. It's all coming up, so sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's conversation. And today on the Latter-day Lives podcast, I am in the home of an amazing artist. I mean, an amazing artist in music, in art, in television, in all kinds of mediums. We're going to talk about all of it. Parker Jacobs is my guest. Parker, thank you so much for having me into your home. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah. So, what city are we in? We're in Huntington Beach, Huntington California. Beach. Surf City. Surf
1: City. Yeah.
0: Is it? Is it? It's called Surf City, it's right? It's
1: officially Surf City. It was a big. Um, it was a big fight between. I think it was Santa Barbara and Huntington. And one of the guys from Jan and Dean, I don't know if it was Jan or Dean, but he did a lot of campaigning and a lot of pushing yeah. for the official name of Surf City. So, so he, when
0: Jan and Dean sing, we're going to Surf City, We're gonna, that was Jan and Dean, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. we're going to Surf City, going to have some fun. They were coming here. They are talking about Huntington Beach. Yeah. Right? How far do you live from the beach? Um, two miles? Wow. Three miles?
1: Two and a half miles? Something, something like that? Is I, your family
0: a big beach family?
1: No, they're totally not. <laughs> And I'm dragging him out to the beach and and I'm not a big beach guy, but I love the beach. And when I'm in the water, I feel like I'm in my element.
0: I'm the same way. I love being in the water. Mm. Then I get on the sand and I get bored in about six minutes. (laughs) Like, right. I love the actual water part it's of not, it. But yeah,
1: it's not about the sandbox for me at
0: all. Well, it's awesome. But let's take things way back. Let's go in the way back machine okay. to a very, <laughs> very young Parker Jacobs. Tell us a little bit about your family and where you're from.
1: Okay. Well, my family originates from Utah.
0: Utah. Oddly enough. Yeah, you're the reverse pioneers. <clears throat> yeah. You um, started in Utah and then ventured out. Yep.
1: And, uh, and I have lots of pioneer... Uh, Heritage on both sides. Yeah. When you're, when a, you know, when I'm doing anything, we're watching 17 Miracles. I'm like, okay, so that's dad's side of my family and this is mom's side of the family. Things like that.
0: That notable.
1: So, um, yeah. Oh, wow, um, that's cool. And uh, I'm a descendant of Penrose and Richards on my mom's side. And I have Jacob's, which has roots up to Brigham Young, step-sons and, and Joseph Smith and wow, and, that's cool. And my great great grandmother was the first um, uh, Relief Society president of the church. So it's
0: all it's you know. Your great grandmother was the first Relief Society president. Third, she was the third, third Relief Society president yeah. of the church.
1: Yep, that's Zina, a big deal. Zina Diantha Huntington Jacobs Smith Young. <laughs> so. <laughs> Well, first of all,
0: the first name, her first name was Zayana. Zayna, Z I N A, yeah. Z I N A. I oh, I thought you were saying Zina, like Ziona no, like Z I O N A, Ziona. It's like Mormon superhero, <laughs> I Ziona. Like, I was like, if you've got a Ziona, a Smith, Andy Young, and a Young in all one name, you're translated I yeah, think, I automatically. We'll, so yeah,
1: she was incredible.
0: So. Cool. Well, tell, tell me yeah. a little bit about your parents.
1: Um, my parents, uh, they met in, in BYU. They're, they're crazy. Awesome funny people
0: um typical byu story
1: uh yeah they're they're theater majors um and my mom was also in the uh costume department as well um and they were both in the sound of music together they both played kids ah cool (laughs) (laughs) and and they're still very youthful um my dad sometimes is still in church things fun He's kind of he's a really skinny guy, yeah. Kind of elf like little guy. Yeah. What we all we all dwarf him, and we're not very tall people. The Jacobs people are not very tall as it is, but um, sometimes somebody came across him and was like, "You're great. We we'd love to cast you in a church thing as like a hobo. Could you grow? (laughs) Could you grow a beard?" And 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 he did. And um, then he was in um, the. in the, you know the the those life of Christ uh, oh yeah sure videos yeah my dad played somebody's father in that how and awesome so, and it was really funny because so he had this crazy old beard for his because somebody in the church asked him to do that and then and then he was working in the temple and they asked him to stop <laughs> coming <laughs> until he could shave <laughs> so so anyways so yeah so we started my family started <clears throat> there. Um, my dad's brother David Jacobs was a filmmaker at KBYU when, oh, cool. when the church film program was first starting Yeah um and uh, So a lot of
0: film, a lot of theater background which explains yes. a lot about you and mm-hmm. your family. Tell me about your siblings. We're
1: all goofy people. Anyways, uh so I'll start with my my sister Rachel. Yeah. My uncle David had cast my sister Rachel in some church uh propaganda is that the right yeah. term? <laughs> that's kind of a negative sure. <laughs> in the, in the church uh in the, in the church films yeah, propaganda makes it it, um, makes it a little bit uh <laughs> it's kind of kind of negative yeah, cold war yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um no yeah it, i know what you mean in, the church ads in church yeah. films yeah, yeah. yeah so she was she did really well in yeah, those cool. and then she did she was in the mailbox mm-hmm. um, very well known she was in uncle ben and she did a couple of other things cool um and then um and also my brother Christian, as well, so that was the only thing my, my, my dad was struggling financially, my parents were, and the only thing that seemed to work was my cute older sister, Rachel. she was yeah. she was this squishy, doll-faced little <laughs> cute girl, and uh, um uh, that was the only thing that was working out for her yeah. family, was, was, um, was commercials. She was getting local commercial work. and then So she, she was
0: working a lot. Yeah. Gave your parents kind of an opportunity to be stage parents a little bit.
1: Yeah. And, and that yeah. wasn't the goal, but that was what happened. That's sure. exactly what happened. And we ended up moving um, to California. So I was born in Ogden, but raised in California. I was one years old. Very and cool. There.
0: Did you get involved in TV and film stuff as well? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah
1: I, my first commercial was when I was six years old. What was that commercial? Um, <laughs> right. We talked about this before. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's why I asked. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was a Slurpee commercial for 7-Eleven and I s- sat in the, in the back of a wagon and, um, it was like the kid pulling me, the older kid who could walk. I was like six, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, yeah. anyways, the older kid, I, I was old enough to walk. Yeah. We'll just put it that. But he hand, hands me the Slurpee, and at, at the end of the commercial, I had drank the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but so you are supposed was, to be holding it for him. I was him. supposed to be holding it. it for him.
0: But then you didn't even actually get a Slurpee for it.
1: No, it was it was a Styrofoam. <laughs> it was a styrofoam carved was that psyche. a hard
0: lesson for you to learn about wait a minute oh, foam yeah. isn't exactly this what is, i thought it was
1: it was a great le- i mean it was a great first uh, uh first introduction into sure. into the sham right yeah. <laughs> the big sham of <laughs> hollywood um, yeah man, i mean i was yeah. like they spray painted it cherry cherry red and 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 i had to suck on the straw and inhale like all styrofoam. of the fumes of styrofoam <laughs> and spray paint fresh spray paint and, and and then pretend I liked it, you know. And Hollywood's so glamorous. It was the best thing. So so yeah, I mean that's So the whole
0: family's doing commercials. You're living out in LA, kinda of living the dream. Mm-hmm. Was Christian doing commercials at this time too? Christian was doing commercials. Rachel had yeah. she got a spot on on different strokes, if you oh, remember that. Man. She was
1: like she was Arnold's girlfriend in a two part series with
0: wow. Daddy Coleman.
1: And uh, so and she was, was like,
0: Gary Coleman's girlfriend. Yeah,
1: she was. That's on a the big show. deal. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, um, and yeah, Christian was acting, and I was acting. Then my younger brother Tyler and and Emma. She she got a, a, a little bit acting. Into
0: all it of as you, well. it's so, so awesome. So you grow up in this acting family. You're all mm-hmm. running around doing commercials, doing film, all that kind of stuff. Did you continue doing that through high school?
1: Uh, I kind of it kind of tapered off. Yeah, I had. Um, there was this thing where kids were testing out of high school so that yeah. they could be actors. They were getting emancipated. That was kind of an '80s thing, you know. Like <laughs> I remember hearing you those hear those stories, stories yeah, yeah, of like yeah. Corey Feldman suing his parents or whatever. Um, so I didn't, I didn't sue my parents, but yeah, but was I didn't test out of high school because because I was working. I, I was on the Wonder Years. Yeah. What were you doing on the Wonder Years? I was just playing nerdy friend. That and, is and amazing. I think it's because, um, Josh Saviano, who played Paul, the nerdy friend with the glasses, yeah. he, he broke his leg in real life, and so they needed a nerdy f- friend. So I kind of like I had I had done See, it. You had full lines and everything. Yeah, yeah, I did. I'd done a season. I did a small part in a season before in the previous season. So they like they kind of pushed me in there and wow. And so I, I did. It's hard to say because I did three or four episodes, but I was cut completely out of one episode.
0: So did um, you have a major crush on Winnie?
1: Oh yeah. Oh who did who didn't? Yeah, I did too. Okay, so Of course. So my first thing on on the show was um, we were doing a stage production of um, of our our our, our, our house? town
0: our town our town oh yeah right. our town yeah yeah yeah. And, the surreal and she was play. the
1: she was the actress and i was the kid who was playing the part of her father
0: oh yeah and she
1: would kiss me on the forehead oh she she would be like oh dad you're so sweet and she kissed me on the forehead and i'd be like yes
0: we, we can end the interview now and you've had the greatest life <laughs> <I know>. ever <laughs> winnie cooper that's that's man, kind I, of
1: one of those things that you can like <laughs> you can I, like trump people on yeah i've i've Check that off my bucket list. What was her name? Like,
0: Danica Keller. Yep. Yeah.
1: And she's brilliant. And amazing. Oh, she was and beautiful. Yeah. She
0: she was smart
1: back then. She knew everybody's lines. She, she had the whole script memorized. She knew awesome.
0: what she was doing. So you're doing all these cool things all through high school. Were you? Uh, did you? Were you an active, active in the church high school I, I guy?
1: Always, always active yeah. in the church. Stayed, stayed stay that
0: strength. You know. Were you I, known in acting circles? You and your brother, your sisters. Were you kind of known as? At the time, the Mormon kids. As the Mormon
1: kid, maybe. I mean, yeah. there was, you know, there was still that kind of mentality, of like zero. What is it? Zero population <laughs> is the answer, my friend. Right from <laughs> yeah, Saturday's, Saturday's Warrior. Warrior sure. That that mentality that if you have a lot of kids, you're a menace to society. That yeah, was, that was big in Hollywood at the time. Yeah, and so I believe that. So we we get some vibes, but then there were also other families that we kind of kind of rolled with, there was a family called the Jacoby family that mm. they were, they were a family of actors and, and, uh, the Phoenix family, oh, they were yeah. a family of, of actors that, you know, the river, were,
0: the river Phoenix, yeah, Joaquin
1: they were kind of, kind of hippies, you know, and and yeah. We, and yeah, um, I knew Joaquin as leaf and, uh, and we really, cause that was his name. That was what he went by was kid he, he went by before kid, before leaf. he became Joaquin like phoenix. leaf
0: and river and
1: oh, they had leaf different, and
0: river river and phoenix
1: and different cool names anyway so there yeah. were some families that were like we could kind of roll with and and yeah. that kind of made
0: us unique i don't that's really cool yeah so you get done with high school uh you ended up testing out early then yeah i tested out early fun
1: um yeah. My parents had, had gotten a divorce and, and had been remarried, and, and my mom had adopted twins from Romania. That was also a big thing. Oh, Do my Do you gosh. remember that deal with the. I don't know if you remember. That no. was kind of a thing that was going on. That a lot of people were adopting <laughs> the kids, from, were Romania? Adopting kids uh, from Romania? People were adopting kids from Romania. There was this 60 Minutes special, and. And, 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 <laughs> and the and whole then, country went crazy and, and started adopting. M- my Romanians. aunts and. and, and really? And, my uncles, they all—they're like, "We're gonna go and we're gonna go save those kids." And that's
0: my mom's awesome. like,
1: "No, no, okay, all right, we're gonna do that."
0: <laughs> so, uh, so you have adopted Romanian brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Yep. What a fun, cool family! <laughs> it's crazy. You have. So, Parker, so, that's like um, awesome. Yeah,
1: and I grew up with step kids or step brothers and sisters, and yeah, and. Uh, that was, that was fun. We ended up moving to St. George right before I my served My favorite city in the entire <laughs> world.
0: I love St. George. It's my favorite place in the world. Really? It really is. I love St. George. St. George and San Francisco, but St. George is incredible. <laughs> St. I know. George, San Francisco. If I, if, my, if I had my way, I'd have a house in each and just go back and forth. All right. St. George is an awesome place. So then you go on a mission. Tell us where you served your mission. I
1: served in the Charleston, West Virginia mission. Yeah, how was Charleston? So it was awesome. Yeah, um, that was the big city, man. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, so that's um, that covers most of West Virginia, parts of Southern Virginia, parts of uh, Ohio yeah. and Kentucky and, and Maryland. And
0: now there's a, I, I skipped an important step here because we we kind of jumped from high school and acting. Uh-huh. At some point in here, you get involved in music.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, right.
0: And without this, <laughs> somewhere in here. We're gonna miss a big chunk of what you're known for. So, okay, tell us about how you got into music.
1: So, my brother, my younger brother Tyler, um, we were all music fans. We, anyways, that was our thing, right? Um, uh, My younger brother Tyler had an idea of starting a a ska band. Ska was kind of our thing. It was so my thing. Yeah, and it was big in Utah. I think it it caught on in Utah before it caught on in. California, which you know, the ska revival is supposedly you know Orange County, California, right here. So So, I was. So this is one of the things,
0: by the way, we have super in common. Mm -hmm. I'm a, a little bit older. I'm about your your brother Christian's age, and I was a mega ska fan out in Northern California playing. In a terrible ska band, you were playing in a very good ska. <laughs> band. No,
1: I wasn't. <laughs> no, I would you not. Were. I would say I would say terrible too. I put it under that. So for that our listeners category. though,
0: who don't know what ska music is, how would you describe maybe not authentic Jamaican I ska? But, but your you, ska I music, I think you had it pretty good. Kind uh, of like, like poppy punk rock meets meets yeah. horns and. Yeah. Yeah, it's, with a it, really good beat. Just kinda, a driving uh, just beat.
1: Just that driving upbeat. Let's that was kind of the it, focus. Let's just ska. put it this
0: way. If you're if you're listening to it an, and you don't want to dance, it's not ska. Yeah. So ska like, music makes you want to dance. A lot of horns and uh a lot of good drum beat.
1: Yeah, like ska from the ska from the sixties was like it was a, a beat. It was upbeat. Yeah. Ska, 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 yeah. ska and then as <laughs> reggae kind of came yeah. in, I think it was kinda like the drug culture, right? Yeah, they the reggae doing and doing the and then it was Ska, ska 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 and that's reggae that's a reggae comes yeah. from. so so with all that peppy energy of the the boogie woogie uh, you know 50s kind of stuff i'm ready
0: to say combine jitterbug polka punk rock and reggae and you sure. get ska yeah How's that?
1: and then and because they were there it was a big band kind of thing definitely then you you bring in that 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 soul horn section oh, thing yeah. so so it's like everybody and their friend can uh, it's the best music it's the best so you get
0: really into it tell us about your band
1: so yeah we started um a band called Gogo13 um which uh, of no real consequence we you know we we huh. were we were we I'm were challenging St. George's first ska band right
0: <laughs> you had a big following and, though
1: and we we did and uh, you filmed cool
0: music videos.
1: At, well, I, I guess we recorded stuff and we did stuff. And, yeah. And uh, uh, but because I was kind of from the Orange County ska scene, mm-hmm. and and half of our band were were transplants from 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 uh, from Vegas. Oh wow! So yeah. they had like the guys who uh, I don't know. Anyways, like the Neon Trees and the Killers. The, Drummer from the 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 Killers, he met his wife at a Gogo Thirteen show. That's no kind of way, that's cool.
0: That's, cool. that's
1: so, fun. Uh, so anyway, so they they had all those ties with that. But you scene started playing and, a lot of shows, and yeah, we played a lot in a short amount of time. Yeah. And, was it hard to go on a mission to leave the band? Um, it was. It wasn't hard going on a mission. Yeah, but it was. It was something we pined for. It was like yeah. like a girlfriend you left yeah, at home. Sure,
0: you know. <laughs> um, it's a great way to do it. Did you, <laughs> you know deep I mean? down? hope that they would be successful, but only up to a point while you were gone. Right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Not that successful. I want them to be successful to an
1: extent. Well, like, okay. So, um, well, so basically go with 13, that band broke up as we went on our missions. The other singer, as they do, um, you know, and then (laughs) most Utah Scout bands ended that way. Right. Um, all but uh, two. Uh, and then, um, uh, gosh, where we yeah. Looking? So you go on your mission. This. So yeah. So so our so there we split up and went off into different bands. Okay, one of them is the Aquabats, which we'll talk about. But, yep. but the other one was uh, in locally. Uh, they went on to be the Solutions. Oh, I didn't um, know them who, if you've heard the Cultural Hall theme song, Oh, yeah. Give this land if they live righteously. Really? That was GoGo13's deal. That was our thing. No yep. way. Yep. So we we, we played that in our set. A lot of history. the Solutions recorded it, and good for them. It's so a,
0: Solutions did Book of Mormon Stories. Book of Mormon Stories. As a Scott song. Yep. And, uh, and, uh, it all comes full circle but it was one of
1: those things that when yeah. I heard it I was like eh yeah, we, yeah. our surf guitar was more like pipeline a little yeah. bit more it was a little like a little more fun a little more 60s, but that's I don't know that's they, cool they have, so, a, they have a better singer so you go
0: <laughs> you were the better singer you go on your mission tell us about West Virginia what What do you want people to know about West Virginia
1: um West Virginia oh my gosh what can I talk about I love West Virginia I or I didn't at the time. I thought yeah. it was stupid hillbillies. And you know, they'd probably say that's that's what it is. I mean, it's it is the jungle of America. It is still wild country, that, the jungle it of is, America. It is you're never standing on straight land. Everything is either up this hill or up that hill. It's like wow. It's green and be, you don't have any like <laughs> tree huggers out there cuz it's <laughs> trees are everywhere. It's like <laughs> get this, there are, like, trees everywhere. Um and the people uh. there are are humble and and wonderful and I, I love them. I it's love, awesome. You know, there awesome. are definitely the, the civil war still going on there. So I serve part of it in, in the South and part of it in, in Virginia and part of it in West Virginia. Oh, um, that's
0: funny. Virginia and West Virginia might as well be a continent away from each other.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I used to joke like, gee, when I crossed the border, I felt like I, my, my IQ went up 10 to 10 points or something. But, um, but I, I just love it. And even more so, yeah. like um the the West Virginia part. <laughs> yeah.
0: So it's awesome. See so you 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 serve this mission, which by the way, the members of the church in West Virginia have got to be the most amazing, giving, humble, wonderful people.
1: They're diamonds. Yeah. They're just incredible. And I'm still probably closer with a lot of them some of the members out in the mission than I am my companions. You know sure. what I mean? I would bet so. And uh just incredible incredible people salt of the
0: earth i mean and, i hate to use that trait, yeah you know, right but it works place,
1: it but... totally works yeah. um and it totally applies uh and i would also say that the first place that the lord sent missionaries was that area oh i did not know so, that you know it was virginia but it wasn't yeah. west virginia yet Yeah,
0: not yet because yeah. <laughs> the civil war hadn't great. happened yet so
1: ah, what a great place you
0: come home from your mission where did you come home to
1: um, I came home to my brother who was out here my older brother Christian yeah. um, he's well,
0: let's take that break
1: four years let's take a break really? and talk about who Christian is okay so my brother Christian yes I what do I what can I say about him um, he also actor but he was like the cool guy always the cool guy yeah he was um, he was a punk rock skateboarder. Hero. He was he was uh, partially uh, co-sponsored by a few. Oh, um, oh I didn't know that. skateboard companies or whatever. And yeah. and he was in that movie, Gleaming the Cube.
0: He was in Gleaming the Cube, <laughs> Christian Slater <laughs> with Christian Slater, right? i was <laughs> <laughs> so in my wheelhouse.
1: And I remember, yeah, Christian Slater was kind of threatened by the other Christian, you know, oh, which wow. he did, had, had no need to be, but oh, that's but. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, so Christian was this, this actor, skater, filmmaker. He was doing skate videos. His, um, very cool. His first project that he did was with Spike Jones. Oh, very awesome. And then Spike Jones went on to do a video for The Breeders. Yeah. And he had his, his career, and Christian went on to his mission Yeah. <laughs> into Japan. <laughs> and um, Spike
0: Jones ended up doing... Videos for Weezer and the Beastie Boys and all kinds yeah, of stuff. Yeah, and
1: where the wild things are
0: movie yeah, and a sure. bunch of different stuff. So Christian went on a mission, did the right thing.
1: Christian did the right thing. He, he came back um, Yeah, uh, super inspired by Japan. It's awesome. And, um, and right before I left my mission, left for my mission, while I was in Utah doing gogo 13 yeah he was doing another ska
0: band called the aquabats and christian is currently the lead singer of well always has been the lead singer Mm -hmm. of the aquabats tell us how the name aquabats came to be because it's a great story
1: uh, well the aquabats the story was i was at a gogo 13 practice in in saint george and i was just i was just playing with words i was like well you've got you've got an astronaut and you've got an aquanaut and you've got an acrobat. Well, how come you don't have an aquabat? And Tyler, my brother, the other younger brother, he was drinking a soda at the time, and he shot it out of his nose. He thought it was <laughs> the funniest thing. And so I thought that was kind of a cool word. Yeah. And and then so I was visiting. I'd spent a lot of time, like my my family lived in St. George, but I was going to ska shows in 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 Orange County. Yeah. At the time, I was driving, going down. So right. I, then i go and crash with my brother, and... And he was he was with his roommate Chad Larson, who's Crash McLarson from the Aquabats yeah, now. Crash. And uh Christian was throwing around ideas. They were talking about it was a it was um an LDS uh uh, family home evening group singles family home evening group that they were going to get together and do a band where everybody played instruments that they don't normally play. Cause yeah. there were a lot of musicians in the group, but they're like, okay, well, I'll play bass and I play guitar and whatever. Anyways, Christian was like, I was thinking about doing a band like the ding bats, but that name was already taken. And I was like, Aquabats, Aquabats, right. And, <laughs> and just in true fashion with the way things work with my brother, he was like, Hmm, I'm whatever. And then later, I found out that he named the band the Aquabats. So, so it, it kind of worked out. So, members from my band Gogo Go Thirteen uh, were were also in the Aquabats, and then um, and since I already had a, a string of shows lined up with Gogo Go Thirteen, and and yeah. we'd already had a demo tape, the Aquabats. They were they were the reformed GoGo go Thirteen, and then you showed they up. they yeah they showed right up here. at our shows, <laughs> and we we weren't Just using it, 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 it anyway, so go it was okay. It. <laughs> and uh, and one of one of our GoGo go Thirteen songs, "Idiot Box," carried through on two of their albums, yeah, um, which they they covered
0: because you
1: know the demo tape, you know they need a yeah. song, right? <laughs> and, and and which I'm glad to share. And and coming back from my mission, um, I, I kind of came back here to to orange County area and he was already touring and they're already a big band rolling. I mean, we went, I think one of the first things we did was a tour with the toasters who I idolized. Like they were the greatest band right at that time. Yes. I've seen the
0: toasters many times. So it was
1: like toasters and real big fish. And it was like, yeah, I mean, for our
0: listeners who are not into this type of music, Go check out the Aquabats. And by the way, when you talk to people about the Aquabats, you get one of two responses. Either it's who, or they start screaming and crying because they're (laughs) the biggest fans in the world. The fan base of the Aquabats is incredible. I went to an Aquabats show about a month ago in Salt Lake, took my son, and here were whole families, two-year-olds, 10-year-olds, 90-year-olds, whatever, in a massive dance party. And it is the most fun band on earth. And to, to, to cut kind of to it so that people know what they're looking for, the band dresses like superheroes, mm-hmm. but like ridiculous superheroes, like the coolest, most ridiculous superheroes in rash guards and big belts and hats and goggles. And, and there's a whole backstory to it. And part of the backstory of how they became a band is that they met a professor. Mm-hmm. Who's the professor? I'm the professor. You right? started with all.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I ended up getting all this credit, you know? So there are things where I, I guess I do deserve some credit, but of like, course. I mean, the band is, a, is an amazing band in, yeah. by, by themselves. Um, but you're certainly a part <laughs> but, of it. I mean, you're a
0: major part of it. You're in all the videos and stuff and you're, you know, you're in the TV show and are back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: mean, yeah. and, and, um, uh, and I had helped in the songwriting process because I was already doing that. And they used some of our songs. Anyways, but, but
0: uh, they are incredible. I mean, and they and, have a huge uh, following. And I, just to kind of... The best following. Seriously, the, follow- the, the Aquabats fans are the best. fans. Oh, my gosh. And we have a lot of mutual friends who are big fr- fans of the band. But one thing going on right now, just to kind of put an end to this part of your life. Okay. Let's talk about Save the Aquabats.
1: Oh yeah! So um, the Aquabats uh, have a Kickstarter campaign going on right now. Yes. Bring bringbacktheacrobats.com. dot Bring Back The, bring back
0: the and, and the
1: uh, we're we're trying to keep the Aquabats alive. The Aquabats yeah, had a TV show. Them. We're making it we, happen. We, we made a TV show, and um, it it was did really well. It won an Emmy. What um, channel was that on? It was on the Hub Network, yeah. which was owned by Hasbro. Yeah. Who? That's another story. But, but anyways, they. <laughs> They're a T they're a toy company that needed to have another
0: uh
1: another show that wasn't a commercial for their their toy company. Anyways, they went out of business. The hub went out of business. Not Hasbro. Hasbro's still doing great. But
0: the TV show was phenomenal. Right. And (laughs) if you are my age-ish and remember the Croft superstars, there is so much homage. To the cross superstars in that show, it's awesome
1: At, by design, yeah,
0: absolutely. That's that's
1: exactly where we come from. Oh, all there's a lot of different, uh, yeah, our generational things that yeah. that we're, we're
0: so many pay, paying tribute to or ripping off. Or well, just the <laughs> fact that they, they've got a giant RV is there. I mean, like every show back then had a cool RV, yeah, yeah. Like the battle wagon, so yeah, like know. uh. Yeah, yeah, the battle tram, which yeah, is what we call tram. it now, which is
1: totally hilarious because which
0: which by the way, that's what I bought my son. His T shirt is the battle tram, so it's just awesome. I yeah. designed
1: that T shirt too.
0: So uh, that's what, anyways. It's awesome, awesome. The...
1: <laughs> when did you when did you
0: realize that
1: uh, that you were an artist? Um, that just kind of was my thing, you know. I. I <laughs> um, I, I guess, you know, drawing in sacrament meeting, you got the green hymn book and you got it on your lap and you got the back of the program and you're playing drawing games. That's yeah. pretty much my childhood, right? That's awesome. That
0: was, yeah, and, um, and because we didn't have iPads.
1: Right. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, you could doodle anywhere. You could draw anywhere. I just, you know, yeah. I just carry a pen around with you and you can make friends or play games with people yeah. drawing. And, and so, um, that kind of became my thing. It became my career. Um, yeah. as, as an artist. So I was doing, uh, merchandise for the Aquabats and, uh, I, I drew their logo. I was on my mission when I drew that Aquabat logo and I awesome. wrote it on a letter to somebody. It wasn't, this is the the logo for your merchandise. It was a letter to a friend yeah. of mine that was a mutual friend of the Bat Commanders. And he was like, okay, that's our logo. Bing. And, uh, anyway, so I came back doing, doing graphic design Yeah, and then I, when, when the Aquabats record label tanked, yeah, <laughs> they have this, this, this thing, or they're doing great, but, they're, but their platform's shaky, yeah. Um, their record label pl- tanked on this thing called Coachella. There's this thing called Coachella a long time music ago, festival. right? What a little music festival called and, Coachella, and it was ran by it is still run by Golden Voice, um, yeah. And Golden Voice had her at a little record company, and mm. and their second year of Coachella put them two million dollars under and so then they said okay well Brutal. the record company's done we're done making records right no more. so you guys are going home and then i was like "Hmm." Mm. i asked my boss um no, he's not my boss uh i asked my friend yeah paul frank if if i could um get some pajamas for my sister-in-law and then I want to know if he had any job openings temporarily. So
0: you have a lot of listeners right now going, Paul Frank, I swear I know that name. Tell us who Paul Frank is. Okay. Because everyone knows Paul Frank. You
1: might recognize a sock monkey, (laughs) kind of peaked around the early 2000s. I think Paul Frank
0: was everywhere, everywhere. So you went to work doing design for Paul Frank.
1: Yep. As my my daughter's walking down the stairs. You can come on Eating a pizza.
0: We're, we're, we're right. actually, this is what's fun. We're actually <laughs> hanging out in the Jacobs home yep. and there are There's like, so kids many th- running around everywhere.
1: <laughs> There's so many things going on. It's daughter amazing. Crossing. There was a daughter crossing. I have so many, so many kids usually there, you know, hanging from the chandeliers and yeah, the it's walls fun. and stuff. That so. makes it fun. So it's amazing that it's as quiet as it is. Yeah. But funny. we were talking about Paul Frank. Yeah. Paul
0: Frank. Paul so, Frank, my old boss and friend. Paul Frank, big in wallets, belts, t-shirts. Yeah. I mean, just Paul Frank was everywhere. And if you search right now, get on Google and search Paul Frank monkey or Julius the monkey, and you'll instantly go, oh, my gosh, I own something of that. I know this. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And that, yeah. Was, that was really cool. There was a time when every time I went outside – or every time I went shopping or something, I would yeah. see something that that I had a hand in in designing because That's it, awesome. It was so popular.
0: How much work did you do on the Because there was there was a whole group Quite a of lot. characters. Quite yeah. a lot of work. I mean, yeah, in addition and, to Julius, there were there were several.
1: And family members will be like, Oh Parker created the monkey. He created Julius the <laughs> Monkey. And of course, no. That yeah. was Paul's thing. But but Paul would you know, hire me and, and other there are other artists in our in our stable including my younger brother tyler who, yeah that's um, so cool uh and and that's what we did we so drew, did we, drew work. we drew uh you know this universe of these these monkeys and friend and friends and, and giraffes and, still going
0: yeah yeah in, still going in different different uh a few things uh, different yeah. facets okay here we go ready if you're watching here, the video now you're here, gonna see family goes. crossing my beautiful daughter, daughter and, and there wife. goes my beautiful wife. We're gonna do slow mo on that. Okay, we're gonna slow it down <laughs> so that you're crossing slowly. That's All awesome. Right.
1: Bye, love um, you.
0: So, so you're working for Paul Frank at some point along here, and I gotta tell you. A few nights ago, my wife and I went to our annual movie, we call it, because we go to movies so rarely, uh-huh. but we actually went to a movie, and here comes walking in the hippest, coolest, hipster guy I've ever seen in my entire life. And what t-shirt is he wearing? He's wearing a Yo Gabba Gabba t-shirt.
1: Whoa, that guy is cool. <laughs> that guy is cool.
0: <laughs> Let's talk about Yo Gabba Gabba. Okay. So, Tell us what Yo Gabba Gabba is Yo for, the, Gabba the, the, Gabba. For, for out of the thousands of listeners we have, for the two listeners who don't know Yo Gabba. Gabba. All right. Let's talk about um, it.
1: Um I'll say what it is and then I'll say how it happened. Yeah, please. Okay, so what Yo Gabba Gabba is is it is a preschool show that uh was a hit show in is when it came oh. out. Oh. Um was it that long ago? It really been
0: that, see when you said that I went, it couldn't have been That doesn't sound
1: right. Ago. But
0: But yeah, yeah I think you're right. Yeah, it was right. Yeah. It came out that
1: and and it was it was a it was a hit show on Nickelodeon and um it had a lot of, it was playing to uh, to the
0: parent, right? Yeah, it was way, there was <laughs> there were two shows in one. If I can say from a viewer point of view, there was the kid's show and a kid could watch it. And it's a straight kid's show and they would enjoy it. There was an entirely different show for the parents. And yeah. I don't mean, it wasn't subversive or anything. It was just entertaining. I mean, it was just, there was a lot in there. That was a wink to culture. That was a link to wink to what's going on in the world to pop culture. There was a lot for parents. Absolutely.
1: So, um, yeah, and we had a lot of guest stars on the show. We had a lot of guest animators and contributors. And
0: when you say guest stars, we're not talking small stars. Tell us who some of the some of the big.
1: Stars um, are. Elijah Wood, um, Jack Black, Jason uh, Bateman, Jason Bateman, The uh, Roots the roots were on the there we had on. we had Weezer, we we had uh uh so many people it was, it was kind of a
0: cool inside thing for hollywood like i mean you guys were the coolest show ever and that was what
1: was so cool about it was was it wasn't like we were paying people <laughs> to come on our show either it was jack black's wife called us and said hi i'm jack black's wife and Want to know if you could be on your show? And we're like,
0: yeah. you can do whatever you want on our show. <laughs> and if, yes. you know, if you do go to, you've got a long running relationship with Jack Black. Uh, if yeah. you do go to bringbacktheaquabats.com, you'll see an awesome video starring Jack Black. He kind of kicks the whole thing off.
1: Yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah. And, and he's, you know, he's said that he, he'd, he'd be willing to come on as an executive producer on the Aquabats show if we get. The right funding so that's that's why we need all the pledges we
0: can get so so it's a kids puppet show yeah with a great wink and a nod to adults and it is by the way go back there are tons of places you can see it go watch yo gabba gabba it is so surreal and fun and hip and cool and just it's an awesome show tell us how it came about so that came about with trying to get the aquabat show on the air um
1: which we eventually did, but so, you know, with the Aquabats, we had this superhero band and we, you know, we had some, uh, we had radio play. We had a lot of momentum at the time. And, and, um, the Aquabats fought bad guys on stage and we'd play each show like it was a different episode of a TV show. So sometimes the Aquabats would go on and they didn't know who they were fighting and that was my job. So I'd come on and I'd be the professor and I'd go back and get them. Monster suit and then fight the Aquabats. <laughs> Anyways, so um, so we had all of these monsters. We'd built this universe, and we had this idea of well, while we're trying to get this show to rolling, what if we did the cutified versions of these monsters and did a show for them? And yeah. that's kind of how it started. That's so cool. Um, and uh, that really took off way quicker. And that was you know that was at a time when when. All of us had started, you know, having families, yeah, and sure. our kids were little, and we were like, "Oh no, we have to watch this show now forever!" Yeah, and and <laughs> not not your gabba gabba, something else. Yeah, and uh, and then so quickly we had to remedy that with with uh, what we want to watch. Yeah, and and it totally took off.
0: It totally went huge. It was huge, and uh, I mean, it had such big fans, and still does. Obviously, still has a huge. Yeah, following. and we
1: have we had uh, a live tour that. You just went over across the U.S. several several tours, even in so Australia. Cool.
0: What channel was uh, Yo Gabba Gabba on?
1: It was it was Nickelodeon yeah. or, and and Nick Jr. It, yeah. it aired on both of them. And so. Nick,
0: Nickelodeon still sells Yo Gabba Gabba licensed stuff. Yeah, there's still stuff sure. you can buy from yeah, Nickelodeon. You can still get it was just Beanie Babies and stuff yeah, like that. It was a big hit. What was so? What was your role in Yo Gabba Gabba?
1: So my role, um, it was first it was conceptual you I know mean, I, I had to draw the pictures when we were <laughs> we were coming up with the idea um, of, so it was character design and then it became animation art director and then it became uh helping with prop design and helping with wardrobe and and it was kind of an overall art direction like it went from i oh i just I just do the animation to I'm doing the logo and I'm helping with the wardrobe and so so I did um get six uh, Emmy nominations for things like set design for puppet design. That is awesome. And uh, I guess that means something when you actually get an Emmy, but nominations are not Nominations (laughs) are a
0: big deal. I mean, you're talking about five people per category, six people per category, whatever. That's a big, big deal. I mean, you can say Emmy-nominated artist. Right, that's it. I mean, that's I got the resume thing. I mean, that's fantastic. Emmy-nominated, but... uh, And, And so... This ran how many seasons? Um, four. Four seasons. Mm-hmm. That's amazing to me because it seems like it was a lot longer. I mean, it was such a culturally big deal. Culturally. It was a really, really big deal.
1: Yeah. And, and how, how Nickelodeon did it was they did just keep looping the same, same yeah. episode every week. Yeah, maybe so, that's what it was. So it was, a lot, <laughs> it, was a, it was a lot of the same thing. But we wanted to keep going. We still would keep going.
0: Yeah, they and, were but eventually, like all good things, it comes to an end. This leads us into Goon Haller. What is Goonholler?
1: Oh, Goonholler is another one of those things. Um one thing about Yo Gabba Gabba was is that it was a preschool show and it was a show for adults. And once kids get into elementary school, they'd always go, Yo Gabba Gabba, that's a baby show, right? Yeah, that's and, true. You gotta kinda so, come back around to it a little bit. So Goonholler was kinda like just it was kind of like that, that market, that's, yeah. that, that empty hole that, that we had left. Um, and uh, it's, it, you know, a lot of the artwork actually I had put into the first season of Yo Gabba Gabba. Mm. And uh, we did three Goonholler shorts that were animated shorts on there, but I had carved out the rights so that I could take it elsewhere. So um, it's a story about uh, a Bigfoot named Tubaloth. And, uh, he, he comes and lives in this magical land, which is with all those bio crypto bio, is that the right word? You know, yeah. you
0: know what I mean? Like the, yeah. the, the mothman. Bio, those, yeah. But the, the, the crypt, cryptosuolids, crypto, cryptosuolids, cryptozoological, yes. cryptozoological. Right, right, cryptozoological creatures. Thank yeah. you.
1: Um, uh, and so it's kind of like if all of those places were all in the same place somewhere in the Appalachian mountains, which may be similar to where I served my mission.
0: That's what I was going to ask. <laughs> How much inspiration did you get from your mission for Goonholler? So much. I mean, yeah. so
1: much. It's, it, there's no doubt that that's where it came from. Uh-huh. Um, so I was able to, uh, with, with the help of, uh, my brother Christian, um, we were like, this is our next thing that we've been, we've been developing and working on. I, I've, um, Published three goonhaller
0: children's books. And they are wonderful. They are so magical, so entertaining, and so silly. You have a knack, by the way, for capturing how kids think. You know, <laughs> oh you, really? I mean, you really do. Might like, be like the immaturity you know. <laughs> level. <laughs> it might because I think like a little kid. Maybe I mean it as a true positive. Like you really do. You have a way of thinking where kids. I like. I think I can be silly to a point. Mm-hmm. And then I can't go further than that. And you seem to have the restrictor plates off. Oh, good. <laughs> on taking silliness to you know to different levels. It's just it's so magical. It's so fantastic. So right now, people if they want to see Goonhaller, they can buy the books. Yeah. yeah, yeah, three books.
1: Yep, there's there's the Goonhaller guidebook. Yeah, which was like a pitch show because we want to make it a show. So it was a yeah. pitch book. It was a pitch bible that we published basically. And uh, then we did um, Welcome to Goonhaller. Which is a, a storybook kind of a thing. And then Goon Fission was the second one. Yeah. And right now I'm working on uh, a, it's called Tubaloth of Goonhaller, which is going to be a 120 page graphic novel comic book. So form. awesome. <clears throat> so, so
0: you've got on Amazon, by the way, your Goonhaller books are phenomenally successful like four and a half stars average. Well, like. the,
1: those four people that bought the book, they really liked it. And no, I, I got, might be related to all of them. It's got a
0: great following. <laughs> and it's, what's fun is that between, from the Aquabats to Yo Gabba, Gabba to Goon Haller, there's a connective tissue. Yeah, yeah. And sure. it's you. And I can, you can see it all oh, kind of running oh, through like, it i like, oh, gee. <laughs> no, it's really cool. You have, you just have a unique look to it. And I want to, I want to take a departure a little bit because your home is a beautiful reflection of your art. I mean, if, if someone's watching the video, they can see the polka dot wall behind you. Yeah, that's my wife, There's a man. giant this... sign that says, Be Rad, which, which uh, okay, we're going to we're talk. Again, my wife. But we're going Again, to talk, we're gonna talk about Super Rad because it's my favorite Aquabat song. It is my theme song, uh, and it has so many Latter-day Saint references in it that it's really fun. This yeah. is one of the things. It's like you've got the roots on. You've got all these incredible guests on Yo Gabba Gabba. The uh, Bring Back the Aquabats video is a who's who of cool Hollywood. Like, I mean, you have this massive following, and here's you and your brother and your friends, not all, but, you know, some of the main people in it, just super active Latter-day Saints. Mm -hmm. And you're so yourselves about it. You're so open about it. And I sit here, and I look around at, like, All kinds of cool stuff, including massive puppets overlooking at us. (laughs) Right. And then the coolest temple picture ever that's painted in the style of Mary Blair. Like, you wear your faith on your sleeve, and yet you guys are doing the coolest stuff in Hollywood. Like, there's something about it that's so impressive. But this leads me looking at your home and how much fun it is and the cameos that we've had in the the interview tonight. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about your family. My my family, your family, here. my immediate family. Yes, um, we're we're a blended
1: family. Um, yeah, I, I have two daughters, Donna daughter yeah. who you saw dart back. Um, so you you here,
0: and you were married and divorced, and mm-hmm. then tell us how you met your wife. Um, I met my wife online. That it, is so. <laughs> how 2018 but of this, you? Uh, <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> um, but uh, it's a cool story because um, it. It contrasts how how my first marriage went <laughs> but and i, I don't want to go there um sure. out of respect for everybody of course um especially the listener um but um <laughs> um i met her on l d s link up
0: l d s link up yep
1: and we had both um we had both uh we're on there, like, oh, what are we doing here? <laughs> right? What's your wife's name? Her name's Jennifer. Jennifer yep. Jacobs, yeah. which is awesome. I always wanted to marry Jennifer. That's which really cool. I, you know, she's like, well, there's a lot of Jennifers. It's a very common. It's the most common name of our generation. But yeah, but every Jennifer I knew, I liked. So that's cool. Um, but she's incredible, incredible. We had lined up our, our profiles had all lined up perfectly, right? And except she lived in Idaho. Mm. And she had four boys or yeah, four boys. She has four boys. And I was like, that's not happening. Nope. But her profile had her with bright red hair, one picture. And the other hair, she had short black bob. And then the other hair, she had a blonde, which I found was a wig. Mm. And I'm like, who are you? I need to figure out who you are. (laughs) So we became friends. I like Skyped with her, you know, like who? Okay. All right. I know who you are. You're, you're normal. She's incredibly normal. Wow. And, um, and I was like, "Well, that's nice. Nice meeting you." You know, because Utah, it wasn't happening, right? Or yeah. not? Utah, Idaho wasn't happening. Idaho sorry. wasn't happening. <laughs> Utah yeah, was far to... enough. Yeah, Idaho, uh, I, was, Idaho a... was way even farther. That was bridge too far, literally. So, um, so yeah, we stayed friends. Um, we just stayed in contact for, um, for a year. And I didn't even consider like going there, but we had clicked on everything,
0: right? That was awesome.
1: And um, then she came out and visited me, and I I was dating somebody else at the time. But then what what kept happening was, is that we had built this relationship of trust, this friendship, yeah. That um, you know, we we'd all, we'd be dating and struggling in the mid single life lifestyle. And then, then after our dates, we'd, We'd uh, go online and talk to each other about how our dates went, and how cool. And I would counsel her with like, "That guy's an idiot. What? You shouldn't be going out <laughs> with that guy." That kind of stuff. And it was never for me. I was like, "Eh, whatever. You know, she's cool and she's my friend." But it 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 was one of those things where it was a friendship that had evolved into That's the best into way. love. And when I had realized that she was already there, she was. <laughs> She was totally. I have to, that's why I realized oh, she's smarter than me. She's Women enormous. are better at this she's than we are. She's just better are. than me. Yeah. I I really thought I was the one who would who would have it all figured out. But man, she was already on
0: board. She was so already cool. there.
1: And um,
0: so, how long did you date?
1: We dated. Gosh, I, it's this. That was like a few years ago. <laughs> it, we dated. We dated very very little. Yeah. Um. You just because moved. of she came down. And then I went up and visited her, her boys and they' were such a handful and yeah. if there's four of them and they're boys
0: yeah so whatever
1: fun. and then and then but then again I had grown up in a family with adopted kids and step family right. so so I could I'm it's like kind of prepped for it not hard for me yeah I was prepped awesome. um and it was it, when you're dating with when you're dating a woman like that hmm. you're not you're playing for keeps. You know what I mean? You're not, I'm not screwing around. I'm not yeah. like, gee, maybe it'll work out. I mean, either you're gonna do this or you're not gonna do
0: it. Right. So I, right.
1: I got to a point where I mean, um, I just once I knew I should ask her, and it was it was a spiritual confirmation That's which awesome. I hadn't had before. Yeah. Um being my second marriage, I had this like, okay. And we went to the Newport Beach Temple to just mm. to do a an endowment, and we 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 got out there, and I I didn't have anything on me. I didn't have a ring or anything, and and I I, I was like, I'm sure you saw this coming. She didn't. She mm. she she had a, she knew I was the guy, but she didn't know I was going to pop the question right then. Awesome. So I so I I asked. I asked her to marry me and she said yes and we were all jumping around and dancing around and, and um one of my friends was walking the grounds on uh, the temple grounds. He's like, Parker, what are you doing? <laughs> I just asked her to marry me and I just remember him <laughs> jumping around with me, my buddy Tad Balter. Oh, I love it. Who um oh. bishop. Anyways. Anyways, but um it it's it's been it's been hard, but it's been it's been the right thing. I have no doubt in my mind. That's awesome. Um so yeah, and I was like, yeah, we can get, you know, we'll feel it out. She's like, oh, we got we to we do this right now. We got we to handle this. So, so it, was, it was pretty quick. And, and uh, <laughs> our marriage is pretty awesome, too, but that's a whole other story. I've I been in your home twice for. now.
0: This is the second time in your home. Is, There's is such a positive vibe here. And I mean, I feel, I feel like I really believe that you, that places kind of have the aura of what happens there. Okay. And we go to some places where it's heavy and you know, something heavy's happened there and I come into your home and there's joy here. Yeah. And that's not to say that I assume that your family or your marriage or your life is joy all the time. Right. <laughs> I'm, you know, I have a family, I get it, but there is definitely a zany, fun, happy. There's a lot going on. How many kids total did you bring together? Is that six. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, to kind of uh, put an exclamation point on family, tell us a big thing that happened in the family last week.
1: Oh, well, uh, Ethan. Uh, just got his mission call. He's, he's going to be serving in the Phoenix, Arizona mission.
0: And there's a little bit of a funny backstory on Phoenix. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, you know this right I, from my daily doodles. I, so, right? Yeah. And I want, I want our audience to know you do a doodle every single day.
1: Yeah. I'm, I, am i am a chronic doodler. Like I've said, I draw yeah. stuff. So uh, instead of just throwing the doodles away or, you know, I, I scan them and I put them on Instagram. So, and I love it. I check them so, out every
0: single day. Art of yeah. PJ.
1: Yeah. Is my Instagram. Whatever. I see him on Facebook. But, I don't think yeah,
0: I'm following it on, on Instagram. I, I mirror it on Facebook it mirrors, and also yeah.
1: Blogspot if you still yeah. do that. I think I'm the only one that knows that.
0: No, that's awesome. Uh,
1: anyway, so yeah, I, I did a daily doodle about it. Um, but my wife did um, agree to marry me on the uh, – what is the term? On the – Condition? Condition. Yeah. On the condition that I don't move her to Arizona. <laughs> And it was funny because That's like funny it, it felt like it felt like she was like prophesying, right? Like I had no idea. I don't yeah. care about Arizona either way. I'm it's like, great. Yeah, why I, would I yeah? I fine. have friends. Sure, okay, you don't want to go to Arizona, fine. But then it kinda of became our like the butt of jokes for years. Like, you know, oh, Arizona. Oh, going you go to Arizona? Kind of our thing. And then and then Ethan, who is a jokester, was you know, he gets out and pulls out his mission call and he starts reading Phoenix, Arizona mission, and and I the whole time I was like, I was waiting for the punchline. I in my mind the punchline would be the, the language. He'd make up a language at the end when he yeah. reads when he reads. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was, yeah. And and no, he was English. <laughs> yeah, he and, really is going to Phoenix. And the kid has studied. He studied Japanese, and he oh, studied languages. Awesome.
0: And that's so.
1: We great. had. I really didn't think he was going to go there, but that's fun. But so now, now the point is. He wasn't joking, and we've had to make, you know, amends with with Arizona. So you have so made your peace with Arizona. I made my peace. Yeah, so that's awesome. It's okay. It's okay. okay
0: right, I sure. <laughs> I love seeing your family. Uh, I love. We had a little bit of a pizza party tonight. Yeah, There's a thank Long you. story behind that, but it was fun to see all your kids together and your wife and what you've created here. And I think that the art that you've created, there is so much joy that comes from you, that it's fun. To have, I, 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 I always laugh when I hear, oh, he's a stereotypical Mormon, mm-hmm. uh, because I don't think that exists anymore. I just, I just think that people who, oh, and I guess a stereotypical Latter Day Saint now, right, right. Um, but I think that anybody who thinks, oh, he's a stereotypical Latter Day Saint, just doesn't know enough Latter Day Saints, mm-hmm. because you know when I listen to you and you know christian and a lot of my friends out here who work in hollywood or work in artistic pursuits or whatever it they're not mutually exclusive you can do really fun hip cool things and be an active member of the church and have joy and have that peace and i absolutely love it i think that you're such an inspiration for so many and to our listeners Go check out Yo Gabba Gabba. Check out Goon Haller, Buy some books. And for the love of all that is good and decent, go to the Kickstarter. Go to Bring Back the Aquabats. <laughs> right, and bringbacktheaquabats.com. I will say I'm a donor, so I'm not a hypocrite. I am a donor. Make it happen because my, in my family, the Aquabats super show is almost canon. Like, I don't think there's a day that goes by that we don't quote uh, the Aquabat Super Show, and if you ever want to come into my home and be really cool, just say the phrase. Uh, maybe Monant pronounces it wrong. <laughs>
1: maybe Monant,
0: <laughs> because that <laughs> that will instantly bring my whole family to their knees. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go 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 watch the Manant uh, episode of Aquabat Super Show. Oh, that's so great, uh, Parker. This has just been phenomenal. I've loved this look into your life. We're going to close the show. As not a surprise to you, (laughs) with the way that we close all of our episodes, which is Parker Jacobs, what does being a member of the church mean to you? Oh my gosh.
1: When you'd asked me this before, I think I had a perfect answer, and now I don't know if I do have a perfect answer. Um, But it it is, it's everything to me. Being a member of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints, I think that's what we should do. You know, we're supposed to focus on the Jesus Christ part. I agree. So I think that's what it's all about is is the message of Jesus Christ and being a christian in that sense yeah. right seems like christian's a bad word um uh in a lot of ways but but being a follower of Jesus Christ is the point it's the point of my my modern day existence i think that um in this world of darkness and sadness um it's it's the message of Jesus Christ that brings us hope, it brings us happiness. It's what Christmas is all about, right? That's the spirit of Christmas. And is that a sad thing? No, it's beautiful and wonderful and fun and it's got cross-eyed monsters. Right? <laughs> it's wonderful. Um and uh and and I love uh the opportunity to be here in in this these the latter days and to be able to share my silly talents you know, in a way that makes people happy, and and everything that's good comes from Christ, right? Mm-hmm. Like every, you know, what's good about America is is the freedom and and the Christianity about it. What's good about Disneyland? Yep, yeah, it, yeah. it's it's the Christianity about it. I I think, and and uh, and what's good about sharing your talents is 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 that that love and that happiness and that light that, that comes only from Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, what an awesome answer. Incredible father, husband, art director, artist, animator, professor, <laughs> singer, musician, the list could go on and on. And truly using your talents to make the world a better place and to build the kingdom of God. Parker Jacobs, thank you for sharing your Latter-day life with us. Appreciate it. <laughs> thanks
1: so much for having me.
0: My special thanks to my new friend, Parker Jacobs. And I do consider Parker a friend. Again, I kind of think he's that guy, that everyone who meets him is his good friend. What an amazing incredible guy. You can probably tell I'm a little bit of a fanboy when it comes to all things, especially Aquabat, but all of his projects are just awesome. So again, Parker, my sincere thanks. Uh, This week in my latter day life, uh, I'm actually, if you watch the video of this, which we had some trouble with the video as well, but hopefully that's all worked out. If you do watch the video, you'll see I'm in a dress shirt and a tie. It's Sunday, the day before the release of the podcast. And I just got back from church. I actually ran to another ward. Just to take the sacrament uh, because I was not there for my own ward today. I flew back with my sons this morning from uh, Anaheim, California, where we were at Disneyland. Now, I know I talk too much about Disneyland on this podcast. It is not a Disneyland podcast. If you want to hear a great Disneyland podcast, check out my friends over at Word on the Main Street. They've got a great one. Um, But. I was at Disneyland this weekend, but it was a little bit special. Normally, I just kind of go by myself because my office is in Southern California. Uh, This week, I went with my two oldest sons. They are 23 and 20, and we went and spent two days at Disneyland and just had the time of our lives. It was so fun, and it got me reflecting back uh, with our 23-year-old son, uh, David. Um, It got me kind of thinking back a little bit to when David was gosh, probably six years old, six, maybe seven, very young. And my wife's whole family decided, uh, you know, grandparents and uh, all the cousins, everybody, that they were going to do a big family cruise. And so we went. And as we were getting ready to go to the ship, we, we got on a sort of, I don't know, a bus, a small bus, and we were heading over to the ship. And my son, David, six or seven years old, said, Dad, I don't feel well. And I could see it in his face. He was not feeling well. And we think it was because it was rainy. It was humid. It was overcast. Um, and uh, we were in a bus filled with the bus fumes and exhaust. And it was hot on the bus. And I took him back to the bathroom. And he began throwing up. Now, mind you, we're on our way to the cruise ship at this point, And David starts throwing up. And I'm helping him, whatever. And then we get to the boat. And as we're going to get on the boat, they give us a piece of paper that says, has any member of your party thrown up in the past 24 hours? And I thought, oh no, what are we going to do? They're not going to let us on the boat. And we thought of all the different things we could do. And we finally, we knew he wasn't really sick. We knew it was just because of motion sickness and whatnot. But we decided we have to tell the truth. So we marked down, yes, our son has been throwing up. And sure enough, they called us over and said, well, tell us about his symptoms and whatnot. And I tried to minimize it. No, he's done. He's fine. And right then he threw up in a trash can right in front of them. And they said, this kid is not getting on our boat. Who is going home with him? Well, it was my wife's side of the family. And my wife was upset. I was upset. I was near tears. But they were closing that door. And the captain looked at my wife and said, you either get on or stay off. I'm closing the doors and the ship is leaving. And so we watched as they closed the doors, just me and my son, David. And he threw up till about midnight that night and then was fine. The next morning, we got up at, I don't know, four in the morning, something, took a flight home. I felt miserable. We didn't have our suitcases. They were already on the ship uh, with the rest of my wife's family. It was terrible. But we got home. We made it home and we were settled. And uh, my son came to me. And again, six or seven years old. And he said, hey, dad. I'm really sorry that I ruined our family vacation. <laughs> and I was so sad for him. I said, David, come on. You didn't ruin anything. We're fine. We looked at maybe flying out and meeting up with them in the Bahamas or somewhere, but it there was just no good way to make it work. And I said, you know what, David, you and I are going to Disneyland. Let's go. Just you and me. And we went and we had the best time. For two days, we spent the time at Disneyland riding rides, just me and him. And I was able to connect with David. And David's my son who uh, struggles with autism and some other uh, difficulties in his life. We connected on that trip. We talked in a way we never have. Well, the rest of the family came home and the other kids had such a good time on that uh, cruise. But at the same time, they kind of were like, well, how come David got his own trip to Disneyland? And I thought that was kind of funny. So I decided, okay, I took my son miles on a trip to Disneyland, just the two of us. And when I got back, the other kids said, well, when do I get my daddy trip? And so sure enough, uh, for one of Krista's birthdays, I took her on a one-on-one trip. And when we adopted JC, I took him. And this became a thing. They called it daddy trips. And usually it was Disneyland. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it would just be somewhere. But basically, I take either one or maybe two. I don't think I've ever done more than two of my kids and we go somewhere. And sometimes it's just been St. George uh, or wherever, but usually it's Disneyland and it's a big deal. And we spend two or three days and we don't really get out our phones. We don't get on the internet. There's nothing to distract us. We ride some rides, we walk around, we talk about life. And I get to really connect and bond and build memories with my kids. And we have phenomenal memories of that together together. And that's what this weekend was. And I kind of wonder if this would have happened were it not for David, were it not for him getting sick. And I treasure those times. I have great memories of my own family going to Disneyland. And every family has their own thing. Maybe yours is camping, or you know, maybe it's going to grandma's, or it's going to a city nearby that you really like, or the beach, or wherever it is, whatever your thing is, I cannot highly recommend enough spending time with your children. Now, we had kind of a special one of these trips about two years ago where my father, uh, who is in his mid-70s now, my father went with me and David, just the three of us, three generations of rapier men at Disney World for four days. What a special trip to be there with my father and my oldest son together at the same time. And recently we were talking about that trip and my dad said, you know, I don't know that I'll ever have it in me again to do. (laughs) I mean, we do 18,000, 20,000 steps a day. It's a big deal. And he said, I don't know that I'll ever have it in me again to do that. How grateful I am for the time that I had with him. And the time will come someday when I will not have it in me to go with my own kids. And then the time will come that I'll be gone. And I hope that that's a long time away and that I'll get to take grandkids to Disneyland and many more daddy trips. But eventually that will change as things do. But I'm grateful for the time that I had and that the kids will be able to look back and they'll be able to say, gosh, two things for sure. Dad sure loved us and he sure loved Disneyland because I do. Oh, how I love my family. And what a precious time that these boys at 23 and 20 still will take time hanging out with their dad, (laughs) even if he makes them ride. It's a small world. And that's what's happening this week in my latter day life. My friends, uh, I hope you have a wonderful week, and especially as we get to hear a prophet's voice this weekend at General Conference, and what a blessing it is. May our hearts be opened up, and thank you so much for tuning in uh, this week and every week. So until next week when we'll have another fantastic show, and boy, do we have a compelling guest next week. I'm very excited about it. Please remember, as always, there is a great, big, beautiful world out there, so go be in it. Just not of it. Thanks for listening.